Hey, everybody. This is the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harrell. This is the movie. <laughs> this is the movie that have fallen through our podcast. Oh, hey, everybody. This is the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm Sean Harwell, and this is a show where we talk about the movies that have fallen through our cracks and yours. Joined, as always, by my co-crack, Craig Moorhead. How are you, sir? I am so tired right now, Sean. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. <laughs> yep. I am sleepy. My eyes are burning. But mm. I knew that I needed to be here for anyone who needed to hear more about uh, the cast and crew of, you know, movies that are not talked about very much. That's, that's the sense of duty that I have. What's your sense of duty? I feel like there's a really bad joke to be made in here. And my duty Absolutely. is to the people, same as yours. It's ah, the okay. middle of November. Mm. Good Lord, this year is almost over. Mm-hmm. Whew. Mm-hmm. Can you believe all the things that have happened in the last few weeks? I can't. I'm I, sure I can't. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah. What if, the, what if the next month before this goes live, what if everything that happens is just completely predictable? Hmm. Would that be disappointing or not? I don't know. I don't know. At either. this point, I don't know. I don't know if we'd, we'd, we'd feel some sort of mental withdrawal. Yeah. Of like needing uh, just like hits constantly. I don't think so. I feel <laughs> like that's a risk I'm willing to take. Maybe we can all stop, yeah, trembling for a little while. Yeah, we'll see. Again, we're recording in the middle of October, folks. So uh, I hope everybody's well and gearing up for a turkey day, a little vacation from yeah. everything, perhaps, if nothing else. And we're excited to be here for you to do that. Um, once again, we're talking animated features today. We've got one that comes from the Far East. And I'm excited about it, Craig. You mentioned this one to me. And we were just talking right before we hit record that uh, I had seen the poster and just assumed this was a movie from uh, ye old 2019 or thereabouts. And that's not the case at all. So no. uh, that's even more interesting to me. But first, Craig, you know, it's also extremely interesting to me that people listen to this. They actually, It seems like actual people listen to this. That's yeah. what the numbers tell us. And uh that's that's great, and we appreciate that as always. And so maybe you should tell people where they can come say hello if they don't already know or need to just, you know, a little gentle reminder with everything else going on that uh, that we're here for them. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, anything could have happened. You drop your phone and it broke or, you know, somebody stole the list from your desk of all your passwords and yeah. where you can find, get in touch with us. And yeah, so... Where you can find us, you can find us on Twitter at Never Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Never Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at NHOIT Podcast. Any of those places, you can get in touch with us. Tell us whatever you need to tell us. You don't need to hold on to it. You can let it go. Mm. You can let it go and put it in a direct message to me or to Sean. And, uh, and rest assured, we will read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, most of the time, Every time we respond, I'm going to be honest. We don't, we're not really overwhelmed with messages at this point, but which is okay. That's a that's good okay. thing. Yeah. That's a yeah. fine thing. I, I think the pace at which we get, uh, correspondence from people who listen to the podcast is, is very almost, almost perfect. You know, and I, I, here's proof to the pudding, Craig. Yeah. I love pudding, you know? Oh that. man. And I love proof. You listen to a podcast where they answer like, mail and questions from people and clearly they get a lot of questions you know yeah 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 
they start making fun of the people that send the questions. You know, eventually they yeah. start seeping in there and they're like, what is this person thinking? Or where did this question right. come from? You know, we don't have to worry about that because we know you guys don't have questions because obviously we're no. just doing things, I guess, perfectly. I think we fill in all the blanks. I think there's really not room for yeah, right, questions. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, we're thorough. That's how it is. Like a good um, doctor. Yeah. And if you want to hear all the thorough episodes, I mean, we have a fair number of episodes out there and you can listen to them all free and you can find them uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and CastBox. Did there you may say be Radio some others. Public again? I said Radio Public. I don't know why. <laughs> I was trying to like, uh, yeah, I was trying to get some, you know, dynamics in this. Uh, yeah. But regardless, you can find our episodes there if you want to subscribe and leave a review that would sure help us out and we would ding dang appreciate it wouldn't we sean ding dang right ding dang right well how about we 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 move on to uh maybe the ding dang synopsis of this here ding dang diggity dang dong movie let's do it and we warned you last tee up that you know uh, it can't be rock and roll all the time. So That's right. this month we got a movie. This month. This mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever day, week, year this is, we've got a movie <laughs> called Belladonna of Sadness from 1973. And Craig, yeah. oof, listen to this synopsis. Here's how you know how sad this movie is. This <laughs> mm-hmm. the synopsis starts an evil feudal lord rapes a village girl on her wedding night. Should I stop there? Do we need to go further? We should. I'm going to go further. Does it get and, sadder? Okay. It might. And proceeds okay. to ruin her and her husband's lives. I, yeah, I guess it got sadder there. I got sadder. Uh, after she's eventually banished from her village, it's getting even sadder. The Mm-mm. girl makes a pact with the devil, more sad, to gain magical ability and take revenge. Okay, maybe there's happy ending. Oh, we'll yeah. See. So this is from 1973, as mentioned. It's a Japanese film. And uh, you're going to tell us about the folks that made this very, very sad-sounding movie, Belladonna of Sadness. So let's get sad, Craig. Yeah, I'm going to tell you all about it, but I want to say first that before I suggested this to Sean, I I watched a a sort of a short trailer that was online, and just the strength of the visuals alone. I I have no idea how this movie plays out. Aside from the synopsis Sean just read, I have no idea about this movie. But just looking at that animation... I wanted to watch this whole thing. So we will. We, sh- we certainly will. Now, the movie Belladonna of Sadness was directed by Aichi Yamamoto. Nice. Aichi. I'm, I'm almost positive that's right. Yeah. I think it might be seeping in. You've really come far. I mean, we got to say it with your Asian names for sure, because uh, we keep going back to the continent uh, yeah. time and again, because they make amazing movies. And, uh, uh, yeah, you just, you've come so far. I'm so proud of you. Thank you so much. I mean, there was really nothing to do but improve. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if there was, yeah, there was going any backwards at all, but, uh, Aichi also directed, uh, and did, I believe some other work on a show known as Space Battleship Yamato, also known as, and this is what I knew it as, Star Blazers, hmm. uh, and... So, yeah, so, you know, all these shows were known by so many names, especially when we were younger. Like now I feel like they kind of keep the title integrity a little better 
but like G-Force and all that stuff. Yeah. Just had, would have, they had like three, four different names. Anyway. So he worked on that very highly regarded series. Uh, Belladonna is written by Yoshiyuki Fukuda, also a writer of a, a movie called Samurai Spy, among many others. Mm. I love that title, though. I would watch the Samurai Spy movie. Yeah. Uh, and then we've got Jules Michelet. Perfect pronunciation, by the way. Nice. Uh, writer of the novel Les Sorcières. Perfect. Yes. Uh, which was also uh, a TV movie in 1982. So this book has been adapted twice. Mm-hmm. I It seems like the second one was not animated. Animation seems like a, such an interesting choice for this story. Anyway. I've, I've got more on that book, so stay tuned. Oh, l- looking forward to it. Yep. Uh, with also uh, some writing work done by Aichi Yamamoto, the director. The movie was produced by Osamu Tezuka. Osamu, man, this guy. So he wrote Astro Boy Comics Mm -hmm. and I believe started the TV show in the 60s. He is credited in 2011. I mean, this this fella did tons of work, right? He wrote and illustrated uh, the manga series known as The Book of Human Insects, which I love that name. Yeah, wow. And reading about what it's about, I'm not going to go into it right now because it's a little, it's a little complicated. <laughs> but I, I, I want to seek this out. And in 2011, they made a show of it. Oh, cool. So, but I, uh, yeah. Anyway, love the title. This fella did lots of uh, uh, animation work. So the fact he's producing it is is kind of exciting. He 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 knows what he's doing by all appearances. We've got music by. Masahiko Sato. Now, uh, Masahiko also did the music for 1994's Uneasy Encounters and 2006's Memories of Matsuko, among several others. Cool. Our DP is Shigeru Yamazaki. This is Shigeru's only credit. And again, I want to say, looking at this thing, looking at the clip that I saw, man... I don't know. I don't know what a DP's job is on this traditional animation. I mean, I understand that you need a DP. And maybe it's the exact same thing, essentially. But it's... I'm curious about the role of a DP on an animated movie, on a cell animation movie. I mean, how hard can it be? Let's be honest. (laughs) How hard can any of it be, Sean? Let's be honest. I've got my camera... Right. Plugged into my computer right now. You've got a typed up document of all the things you need to shoot. What? Yeah. Anyway. If I hold a drawing in front of it, I'm an animation DP. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, of course. No, yes. Insult an entire industry. No, not at all. We respect respect them all. Yeah. Uh, Well, clearly, I mean, like it would be interesting to see sort of a behind the scenes kind of thing about, you know, some of these DPs uh, from this era. Yeah, I'm going to assume that if you were not a good DP, you could ruin an animated movie. Oh, easily, yeah. So so that is uh, that, that right there is, is probably all you need to know. Aside from the cast of this movie, starring Tatsuya Nakad... Naka, uh, darn! It's okay. I, I, you know what? I pumped your tires and... You did. Need a little, a little, little air out is all. That's <laughs> good. Just got to do it. Tatsuya Nakadai? Nakadai? 
Tatsuya Nakadai. That seems better. Mm-hmm. Tatsuya plays the devil. Oh, yes. Now, you would have seen Tatsuya in Kurosawa movies such as Kajimusha and Ran. Uh, and, and, and Tatsuya has like 164 other credits. Oh, that's cool. So, has done tons of work. That's our devil. We've got Katsuyuki Ito as Jean. Uh, you would have also seen Katsuyuki uh, or possibly heard her. I didn't really look to make sure whether these were animated movies or not. But I don't believe so. Mm-hmm. Katsuyuki you would have seen in Village of Eight Gravestones. Ooh, good title. Such a good title. We've got Aiko Nagayama as, as Jean, a different Jean. Maybe Katsuyuki is Jean. Because that's hmm. J-E-A-N. I should have cleared this up before now. And you're not wrong to be infuriated, Sean. Or should <laughs> hey, I yeah, call I'm you Sheen? Back. Um, okay. But I think this is the same character. Oh, you know what? Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Right. That is confusing. Hmm. So, yeah. So maybe this other that's... one is Belladonna also. So Right. That's right. why I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be more Jean. And that's our lady. Aiko yeah. Nagayama is going to be Jean slash Belladonna. Uh, you would have seen Aiko in such movies as The Scent of Incense and Doomsday, The Sinking of Japan. Wow. I know. I'm interested. We've got Shigako Shimegi. <laughs> I can't be right. I <laughs> yeah. just, I, I don't know. Shigako Sh- Shimegi. Shigako Shim- Shimegi? Uh, Something. Shim- Shimegi. Maybe? Yeah, Shimagi. That's that's more like it's it. It's got to be gi at the end, yeah. Yes. It's gi, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Chicago is playing the Lord's Mistress. You'd have seen Chicago. Chicago? I'm so sorry. She was in Chicago? No, no, wait. And all that jazz. No. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You would have seen Shigako in such movies as Zadoichi at Large and Sleepy Eyes of Death, colon, Hell is a Woman. Whoa. Right? All the best titles. The Japanese come up with the best titles. And we're just sitting at their feet, hoping for some crumbs. <laughs> we've got... <laughs> we've got Masaya... Mas- mm-mm. Mm-mm, I'm, I'm getting this one right. We've got Masaya... Takahashi mm-hmm. as the Lord. You can tell by the pause I put between each name that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's you're, my, you're doing great. You're that's doing like great. my stumble on the high wire act of me just trying to keep it together. Uh, Messiah, you would have seen as... Uh, uh, nope. Messiah it plays the Lord. And you would have seen Messiah if, if you watch such movies as High School Girl with a Machine Gun... And I apologize, that was a TV show. High School Girl with a Machine Gun. But also you would have seen Messiah in Tokyo. The movie that we watched not terribly long ago. That's right. Uh, he was in the Mared segment. I don't remember him from the Mared segment, mainly because the central character of the Mared segment is so, so memorable. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember almost anyone else in that, except for him and the, the, uh, the lawyer, the magistrate. <sighs> so next, we've got two more. Stay with me, Sean. Sean's got a pillow out and he's put his head down. Uh, and it's okay. A quick nap. I'm good. I don't blame him. 
it's uh, we've got Natsu. We've got Natsuka Yoshiro as the witch. You would have seen Natsuka in uh, College Girl One Summer Experience. That's the only mm-hmm. other credit besides this one. That's Natsuka. And then finally, we've got Masa. Mm-mm. We've got Masakane Yonakura. Masakane Yonakura as the priest who you would have seen in uh, Zadoichi meets Yojimbo and also Haunted School 2. Mm. Uh, I, and that's all I have, Sean. Uh, I, so I'd like you to take me to Haunted School on this movie. <laughs> I was just going to say a haunted school too. Two. Two. O No, that's what right. I, yeah. I mean, that's kind yeah. of where I was going. I just, I didn't know how to get there. That's okay. I, I love character names like devil, the Lord, the witch, yeah. the priest. I'm on board. It's real clear. So, okay. Yeah, some interesting stuff about this movie, I think. One being that this is actually like the third film of a trilogy of sorts, right? And not so much in plot or character, but just in theme. And so uh, there were these three anime films that came out weird, sorry. But they were intended for adult audiences made by the Mushi production animation studio in the late 60s and early 70s. And this is actually the only one of those three, Craig, not to be directed by the man you mentioned, Asumo Tezuku. Asumu, Asuma, Asumo... <laughs> Tezuka. Oh. Yeah, you, you nailed it. There. You got it. Um, work. Yeah, you, you talked about, um, I believe you said manga. I'm going to go with manga because I've heard that too, so we'll just hedge our bets oh, there. Yeah. Um, he's been I'm called the father manga. of manga and the god of manga, mm-hmm. compared no less to Walt Disney, who was uh, apparently a major inspiration for Tezuka. And he actually, oddly enough, graduated from medical school at the Osaka School of Medicine, but began publishing before he even graduated. So it's not like he had like a major, major change of heart, I guess. It just turned out, you know, he was quite good at at this whole drawing thing, um, even while he was getting his medical degree. And yes, as you mentioned, created Astro Boy, which, you know, is a huge kind of crossover hit, I think, beyond just uh, the boundaries of Japan, obviously. Uh, Also something called the uh, Kimba the white lion, mm-hmm. which one thing I read said that the Lion King took a little inspiration from oh. Kimba, Simba, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else than that, but it's kind of interesting. Kind of want to look it up. Uh, other titles that were extremely well noted and well received are Princess Knight, that's Knight with a K, mm-hmm. Phoenix, and Dororo. So uh, all the like plot synopsis of those things sounded amazing. So uh, I'm definitely interested in checking out some of his uh, published work as well. Yeah. Uh, the other two films in this trilogy are really kind of interesting. One of them, I was just looking on the page, uh, IMDb page for Belladonna of Sadness down here. I was like, what is this crazy poster? And it's a movie called A Thousand and One Nights, which is from 1969 and actually bears an X rating. Uh, and then another film called Cleopatra from 1970, also rated X, at least according to IMDb. And both of these supposedly have a much more comedic tone than uh, Belladonna of Sadness, which you might imagine, given that it's called Belladonna of Sadness. And sure. the, the logline is what it is. Uh, but I think all three are kind of what you're talking about with like the animation style. A lot of it's uh, derived from still paintings. 
uh, I could be wrong about that. It could just be Belladonna of Sadness, the way I have this written here. I'm not quite sure. But um, a lot of other Western influences on the artwork, uh, including artists like Gustav Klimt, and uh, even mentioned um, some of the illustrations that were noted uh, being used on tarot cards, which I think we all kind of have a, a loose idea of what that looks like, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, you mentioned the book, uh, La Sorciere by Jules Michelet. And this is a, supposedly a nonfiction history of witchcraft that was published actually in 1862, Craig. So, Whoa. yeah, maybe not surprising that it's been adapted twice when you consider it's that old, but still sure. kind of interesting and very, it sounds like two different uh, forms entirely. And the first part of this book is, I guess, it was quoted as being an imaginative reconstruction of the experience of a series of witches who led the religion from its original form of social protest into decadence. The second part is a series of episodes that uh, involve European witch trials. And so I guess over time, the book has kind of been looked at as extremely inaccurate but also one of the notable kind of exceptions to this portrayal of witches as these like awful human beings, right? So yeah. it, it was a little bit more sympathetic and is, is mentioned as possibly having an indirect influence on the Wiccan kind of belief system. So uh, interesting, right? And uh, here's a, a quote from the man himself, Michelet, or maybe it's Michelet, I'm not sure. Uh, the object of my book was purely to give not a history of sorcery, but a simple and impressive formula of the sorceress's way of life. My strong point is to start not from the devil, from an empty conception, but from a living reality, the sorceress, a warm, breathing reality, rich in results and possibilities. So, Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, they apparently worked on this movie from 67 to 73, so that's a long haul. And I mean, obviously, I know animation takes a while, and certainly if you're working in, uh, in ways that involve painting of any kind, uh, whether it's being influenced or not, but still, I, I'm not tearless for us to think it took this long. Yeah. Uh, the movie premiered at the Berlin... At the Berlin... Berlin! At the Berlin... <laughs> <laughs> At the Berlin Film Festival on June 27th, 1973. Played Japanese theaters three days later. Did not have a screening in the United States until 2009, Craig. God, remember 2009? Man, simpler times. I, I don't remember it at all. I have no nah. clue. Because um, of that beer Lynn you were drinking. I know. No mm -hmm. official release in the United States until 2015 after it was restored. And uh, it made its official TV debut in the United States on March 5th, day before my birthday, 2017, turned classic movies. Mm. It's kind of cool to think about it being on TCM. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, the Japanese title is Kanashimi no Belladonna. In Poland, this movie was known as Belladonna Smutku, or Smutku, or Smutku. I don't know. Mm. But that translated to Belladonna of Sorrow, which I also kind of like. Yeah, that works. Yeah. I don't know. Putting sadness in your title was bold. You're True. More bold than sorrow. Uh, I didn't find any taglines for the film. Not sure about the box office, <clears throat> but it was said to have been a bit of a flop in Japan. 
and it contributed to the bankruptcy of uh, the Mushi Production Studio at the end of 1973. So I'm noticing a connection with rock and roll on that front. For sure. Uh, maybe a sort of cautious uh, warning tale here about being careful when you make animated movies with adult themes. <laughs> but it had worked twice for them already, you know, with those other two films, I think, obviously, in this trilogy. But so 1973, obviously, we have talked about before fairly recently, Craig, when we talked about Tuki Buki. So that was episode 13 of this season, season four, and also Battles Without Honor and Humanity, another Japanese film uh, from this year, 73, was season two, episode 20. So go back and look at those. The tee-ups will cover that year uh, quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And so... um couple other movies right no that's 1974 i'm gonna skip that i had some japanese films from the same year and i got my year wrong craig oh so man if you were hoping to think about godzilla versus megalodon or lady snowblood or lone wolf and cub baby cart in the land of demons yeah petrified for us you'd have the wrong year mm. Mm. well you know it happens to the best of us sean i mean it's just uh my no, advice really is get something. a time machine already, okay? And Fair enough. On. Fair enough. So let's talk about the reception of this movie. I didn't find a ton, uh, really any, from the time. But here's an interesting headline from our friend David Ehrlich at IndieWire. 1973's best and most disturbing animated feminist porn. Oh. There's more. Well, the anim anima anime-rama trilogy intended to capitalize on the rash of pink films, which that's not a term I'm that familiar with, but this mm -mm. is interesting, that were titillating the live-action world at the time. Belladonna of Sadness cons consistently punishes viewers who plan to watch it with a hand down their pants. Sorry, Craig. Ah, oh, man. Uh, snatching horror from the jaws of lasciviousness. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Lasciviousness? Yes. Perhaps? Okay. Okay. History has a habit of prizing women for their sexuality one minute and punishing them for it the next. And Belladonna of Sadness reflects that dynamic down to its core. This is a story about men who are in the thrall of Jean's beauty and then enraged by their inability con to control it. It's interesting, right? Yeah. A uh, review from a male writer there, uh, David Ehrlich. So let's hear what Alyssa Wilkinson wrote for RogerEbert.com. Two and a half stars talks about the aims of the book and uh, using, wait a second, sorry. So she, in this review, I'm sorry, talked about the aims of Michelet's book and uh, using it as a metaphor for women's sexual liberation, but quote, that's all very high-minded, but Belladonna is still a tough watch, partly because it seems so bent on shocking every viewer that each gorgeous image is followed by something terrifying or sometimes juvenile, never has a devil been less scary than in the form of a penis with a face. So oh we'll boy. See, Craig. We'll see. Yeah. It sounds scary to me. Still sounds pretty scary to me. Yeah. Uh, it was nominated for the Golden Bear at that same film festival whose name I butchered, which was in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, but the Satai, Sat, uh, I always mess up his name. Satajit Ray film, Distant Thunder, was the winner that year. So, interestingly, uh, if you fall in love with this movie, Craig, mm -hmm. uh, there's a companion book that came out in 2016 from Hatton Beard Press, which has uh, illustrations, script outtakes, film stills, and staff interviews. So it might make a good little coffee table book for the family there. 
Probably not. Probably not. You have children. Yes. And uh, because of the sort of obscurity of this movie over the years, uh, it has running times that range from 86 to 93 minutes. I don't know. I never kind of landed on one that was exactly official, I guess. It's a pretty big swing of, of time, though. That's, yeah, that's, that's big enough that's to like really be missing chunk. some stuff. Yeah. So Cinelicious Picks, which is the company responsible, I think, for doing the restoration in 2016, said that their 86-minute cut represented the correct running time, saying that this length had been, quote, cut down by approximately eight minutes for an unsuccessful re-release in Japan in 79. And that had added a brief ending shot of a painting by Eugene Delacroix called Liberty Leading the People, which was not in the original version. And they left it in the restored version, so that's confusing to me still. So they restored the censored footage from the sole surviving 35mm release print um, of the full-length version in Belgium, which very graciously agreed to do a 4K scan of missing sections from their print. So that's pretty cool. That is cool. It's on Tubi right now. Uh, that may change. Uh, <laughs> but the one they have is listed at 87 minutes. So it looks to be the 2016 cut. I don't think they do 4K on Tubi, but hopefully at least it's a great scan. It's also available on Canopy. Craig, that's all I got. I have butchered enough pronunciations of words that I shouldn't have. Agreed. Like it's a good point for me to stop and just say, I can't wait to see what this movie is. I mean, I'm really, really interested. You know, um, gender politics aside, I'm just kind of curious to see uh, the artwork of it and the artistry of it, I guess, as much as anything. I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's, not, it's not an animation you see a lot of, if at all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I I can't wait to see how this plays out, and just the fact that people are reviewing it and talking about it like it's yeah. it's trying to shock me, and it's you know, which was kind of not what I thought I was in for. So yeah, we'll see. It sounds like a lot of surprises for sure. Yeah, and look, you know, it's um, approaching a 50 year anniversary here. So I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to see movies that you know that stick around in the public consciousness for some reason or another for that long, there's got to be something there. So we'll check it out. We'll report back next weekend and hopefully some of you will, will see it as well or have already seen it and will let us know what you think. Craig, any last words? I knew this was coming. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. Um, um, I'm just going to say good night, sleep tight, because that's what I intend to do. And I don't intend to let the bed bugs bite. Glad to hear it. We'll talk next time. Bye-bye.